What's that on up a yonder? Why, it looks like two hillbillies talking about mini trucks to me. <laughs> Y'all are fixing to listen to the voice of the lowlife. Gather around and revel in the good word of the lowest common denominator podcast. So, Shay, if you and I were a power couple, would we be Shaley? Or, <laughs> or would we be Lee Shay? Oh, uh, both are both sound good to me, honestly. Those don't sound good at all. But really? I was thinking about that while I was driving the other day because things like Shaley. You know, Brand Shaley? Well, here's the thing. That's like two names. Those are trash. Though. Those are millennial girl names. They really are. Yeah, th- those are totally millennial girl names. Shaylee or Liche <laughs> or Shaylee Liche. Do, do they sound white trash to you too? Well, we sound white trash to everybody that's, that's listening to this. In fact, straight from the hills and hollers of eastern Kentucky, fresher than a dozen eggs from a one-legged brown hen. <laughs> we, yeah, you like that, don't you? Wait till you see our character mascot. <laughs> we are the voice of the low life, and this is the Lowest Common Denominator podcast. I am LMC, and this is my co-host, Shay Mullins. Oh. Uh, anyway, how do I even respond to that at this point? It's, the same it's, way as usual. The same way as usual? Okay, great. So, Shay, you know, you and I have talked a lot here recently as we sit in our semi-soundproof office. Yeah. Yeah, office. It's fancy. Um, and by soundproofing, we mean we have literally duct taped Harbor Freight moving blankets <laughs> all over the walls. You laugh, but it, uh, it is what it is. We need, we're to, we need to Instagram out a picture of this. This is this may be the epitome of white trash recording. Woo. Yeah, woo, exactly. So we've talked a little bit here in the last couple of weeks, and the first few episodes of this podcast were... Oh, hell, I don't know. What were they? What did we talk uh, about? Oh, I know we talked about the... Talked about some great club names. Yeah, we did. Some yeah. really great club names. Great. Well, and, and we'll actually ask our guest if he listened to any of those great club names oh, right here in a second. So, the last couple of episodes, we spoke about 2020 year in preview, right? Yeah, yeah we yeah. I believe the shows that were supposed to start. Well, you know, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> the shows that were supposed to start, the fresh outlook on the year 2020, the year 2020 year in preview... Well, you know, with the good comes the bad. And we're not going to necessarily talk about the stop and starts and the postponements this year. We may get into that, but not right this moment because we have some more important things to discuss. In this episode, we are essentially doing a look back on the shows that are no longer with us. A very depressing thought when you really think about it. Well, it wasn't going to be depressing up until all this happened. It was just going to be something that you know, just happens. You know, this year so far is just the epitome of depressing. It really I is. mean, between the NCAA tournament, between show season, between everything else going on, I'm ready to take a mulligan of 2020 and go into hibernation. Me too, man. I mean, like, this year has been a total fail. Total fail. I agree 100%. This year is just a meme what waiting to happen. What people do when they're not into cars anyways, so... You mean there's actually people that are not into? I assume that those people exist. I believe I've they never knit. met one. I believe they knit. Oh. In fact, competitive knit. Once upon a time, <laughs> I was totally going to do a competitive quilting team called the Midwest Stitches. Oh, dear God. I have stickers. <laughs> yes, it, I have stickers. Was it going to be at the Mountain Heritage Festival? Was it going to be at the Mountain Heritage Festival? <laughs> You proud, you proud of yourself for that one? I am. I you am. should. You There's should. So be. many quilts there. You should be. So it's, you know, there's not enough quilts. I actually love quilts. Legitimately Me speaking, too. I have a weird. Fa- you know, Chris Wilson has a weird fascination with quilts. We have literally went to car yeah. shows before, and to the price with, of them, though, they're like five hundred dollars for a hand knit quilt. Well, you know, my my priceless ones are my grandma's. You know, she actually made some herself, yeah. and I have some. In fact, she made me a cucumber quilt once. It's yeah. covered in cucumbers. Really? I, I had a fascination with cucumbers when get, I was little. You need to add to it a pickle rick. Moving right along, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so this is our 2020 look back on the shows we've got. And we have an unbelievably special guest today. I'm so excited to speak to this gentleman. 
This guy is somebody I have known for a long time. And many years ago, I was lucky enough to meet him and go to some of the first ever shows that they did. They put on a show called C... Well, hell, I guess the, I'm going to let him correct me here in just a minute. Not yet, David. I know you're waiting out there in cyberspace. Not quite yet. But here in a minute, they can correct me. CL's finest car and truck show went on for 13 years. It was the largest, if not one of the largest, modern custom shows in West Virginia for a long time, especially concurrently running. And Let's be honest, man. West Virginia, not very, not very many modern shows, period. No, not a lot. You, know, you can name on one hand, uh, yeah. really, and you'd, be, you'd have fingers left over. But as far as the modern custom show, modern custom styled show, David Withrow, David is the president, God, I hope I'm right on this, of CL's Finest Car Club. He ran the show for 13 years, and it became one of, if not the most successful modern custom show in West Virginia history. I'll go so far as to say that every mm, year I ever went. Fair. It was mind-blowing. The quality was over the top. They actually outgrew their location multiple times, and they wrapped up with amazing, amazing grounds. This last year, 2019, was the last year for the CL's Finest Show, and I know that it really pulls in his heartstrings. We're going to go ahead and loop him in. David, thank you so much for having some time for us today, man. We're really excited to talk to you about this. Nah, thanks for having me. I've been looking forward to it. Well, for your sake, you have probably have no idea what you're in for, but we would do our best to be relatively professional at times. <laughs> um, professional. <laughs> yeah, pro- professional, my, my uh, culturally uh, challenged co-host says. So, David, as I give you a quick intro, for a long time, 13 years, if I'm not mistaken, you put on the largest... Oh, man, come on now. We've been friends. You don't have to call me sir. <laughs> you can call me any name you want to that makes me bleep out with an animal noise. But that being, <laughs> that being said, um, you put on the largest modern custom show in West Virginia that ran concurrent for 13 years. And I have personally seen many different incarnations of that. I even have a few stories I'm going to tell you myself that you may not even know about your show. But, you know, when we were thinking back on this... John Lilly actually brought to my attention. He's like, you know, Lee, you moron. David's show is gone. I'm like, oh, my God, the best show in West Virginia is gone. And, and why didn't I think about that? So then I reached out to you. You were kind enough to give us some time. And I know this was such a passion project for you. If there was anyone that was ever as passionate about a show as I was or Shay was, you're right in that echelon. So, you know, why don't you talk about it a little bit? Why don't you give us just a little information about what your show was like? And, and then we'll get into some more specific questions. But for those listening that may not be familiar with it, first of all, shame on you guys because the show was awesome. But second of all, why don't you just talk a little bit about it, whatever's on your mind. Okay, well, um, like Shay mentioned, West Virginia, there's not very many custom car shows. There's really not a whole lot of custom cars, at least back when we first started the show. We started in 2007. Leading up to that, we were the only ones in in the area that were showing, you know, mini trucks and, and things like that. And sure. We'd be, we'd be turned away at shows. We'd go to enter, and they turn us away at the gate, and they tell us things like, you're not entering that in this show. What? Do, um, yeah, I, I want to hear more about that. Are you serious? Douches. That's that's the vibe we'd get sometimes. There's uh, several shows that is that way. There's one show in particular we went to. Oh, dude, if you want to call it out, call we have out. we have no problem with calling out a show like that because we believe that is just absolutely abhorrible. That, that's awful. They, they, hurt the, they hurt the the custom culture, period. They don't need to exist. So there, there was a show. Um, since then, we've we've kind of talked and, and handled things. They've apologized. And, well, fair enough. Okay. But there, was two li- there, there was two lines to get in, okay? Um, it's, it's a fairly big show in the Huntington area. Okay. Two lines to get in, so we split because there was about eleven of us, I think, that went. We split. 
half went through one line, half went to the other. My half made it through. I was parked and I was getting out. Well, the other half of the guys, they were walking. I was like, guys, where's your cars? And my buddy said, well, the lady said, you're not entering that car in this show. So we packed up all of our stuff. We turned around and we left. Oh my! And we got a lot of that. Uh, primarily the shows around here, they're antiques. You know, they're your traditional Camaros. Ugh, ugh, ugh. So I was um, actually going to ask more about the criteria of that. I mean, how did they make the decision that some of your members got in and some did not? I'm not sure how they decided that. Huh. Um, I guess it was just the person running that particular line felt that some were okay and some weren't. You know, um, we just we just backed up and left. So we haven't been back. Never did. Um, did I, they give your money I, back? We didn't. We just left. Oh. We didn't ask. We just Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Turned around, but we got that a lot, unfortunately. And then, if they would let us in, we would come to find that not that a trophy matters by any means. When the judges would come around, they would skip our entire line, and they would never come back because oh they weren't God. even they weren't even looking at our vehicles, you know. And right. Like I said, I don't care about an award. Which but. chances are, you know, you guys have so much more work in what you presented than some '67 Bondo filled piece of junk RS Camaro with craggers <laughs> on it. Oh, that's what what really irks me is the discrepancy of events like that. It doesn't matter if your antique or classic or whatever is junk. They will let you in because, boys, that's got some good old-fashioned American history in it. Jeez. Big Iron, Detroit. (laughs) Woohoo! And, and, you know, that kind of junk just drives me insane. You know, I'm also trying not to cuss today. I got called out on that. You're doing good? Yeah, thanks, man. I got called out on that by by a fellow West Virginian as well, actually, and and I'm doing my best so that he can listen to it with his kids in the car without me having to use the crow and or chicken button, which I have over here. Never could find a good donkey sound, but you didn't we tried. Donkey sound no, the donkey sounds were all they, they sounded like gay porn. Oh, it was, I don't it was not. No, it was oh, not. It kind of would be funny. Though. It was not a good look at all. Okay, so anyway, that being said, so you guys went through the discrimination of getting turned away at the gates by holier than thou types, and and I'm going to say it. You don't have to be a jerk. You let me do that, and it lit a fire under you all to put your own event on. I'm assuming. That was part of it. Um, the other part was about 14, 15 years ago. We went to this little show. You probably never heard of it. It was in Whitesburg, Kentucky. Oh, um, oh David, your quality's breaking up, man. We totally, we've totally lost you here. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what's going on. It, I think I hit the Spanish translation button. <laughs> no entiende. No entiende. No no, I'll keep going, man. What was it the Trailer Park Show? The Trailer Park Show? The Rattle Can National? Yeah, it was some, a bunch of hillbillies down there. I don't even know how I heard about it, but we ended up in Whitesburg somehow. <laughs> Um, but the feeling and the welcomeness we had from that show is something that kind of drove us to, to try to bring, not exactly that, but well, we a pre- place for everybody to come to. So, hey, man, I'll be honest never, with you. The last few years of your show that I've seen, you excelled anything that the Rattle Can Nationals ever did. I thought you guys absolutely knocked it out of the park. I appreciate that. And that is not a laid out the park reference. That comes in the second half of this episode. No, no. That is truly, I think you guys really nailed it. Uh, I thought your last venue was really rad. Um, I thought you really, God, there's a lot of ums. I'm going to have to do a lot of post-production of this. I thought your last venue was excellent. It was a beautiful, what was it, a Boy Scout camp or something like that? Am I, am I stupid? It's a 4-H camp. 4-H camp. 4-H no? camp, okay. I got you there. 4-H camp. It was a, we kind of so, took it from the pavement of cross lanes and kind of, Brought you to West Virginia, you know, well, where you can see the trees and the mountains and the scenery. Which, which was completely awesome. Your, the cross lane location that I went to several times, um, 
a couple times driving my own truck, and then one time pulling Mike Alexander's Tacoma, which we'll get mm-hmm. to. Do you remember that? Oh my God, that was yep. a. I was, we'll get to that. That's another story for another time. I showed up with Mike Alexander's Tacoma before it was actually finished and shot, and it was a. Whew, you talk about a nervous ride. I was uh, pulling uh, pulling it with Brandon Perry's half ton Tahoe on twenty sixes with like tiny little baby mirrors <laughs> all the way across Charleston. You know, the, oh, this scary. this priceless truck and this trailer. And I'm like, this is not my trailer. This is not my pig. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And it was a very nerve wracking, <laughs> oh, to, so. to say the least, very nerve wracking. But anyway, so that location was awesome. I thought the church was a rad location, but you guys just hammered it. I mean, what was the final numbers there before you realized that you had to move? Uh, 296. Holy we see. were squeezing them in. So what was your biggest year ever, David? Uh, that was actually our biggest year. Um, Jesus. Changing locations tends to hurt shows around here for some reason. Um, some people, just, even though it was only about six or seven miles difference, we got told it was too far out. You're kidding me. But, really? No, but it was, a, it was a better time. We had more room. Um, like, like I said, the scenery was great. Oh, no. No, I thought it was beautiful. Absolutely awesome out there. So... Did the diametrics of it change as far as like I guess the the demographics more? Did when you moved was it at that point solely minis and and and, and like uh, sport compacts and stuff, or did you retain any of the previous? You know, how did you see a change when you moved? Uh, as far as the turnout and, and the types of vehicles that come out, there wasn't much of a change because we've always been pretty pretty diverse. Um, you might see a custom show tractor parked next to. A magazine feature truck. You know? Wait, wait, time out. Uh, Show tractor. Hey, I, I want to. Is there pictures of this? Yeah, we're going to dig in this. Explain. We had, we would have people that had restored farm tractors and they would come out. So much to a point that we had to kind of create, we never had classes. We did top things and then had specialties, but we had to add a top three other because we had so many just strange random things that would come in that wouldn't fall in with anything else. So it's, cool. it's, so really, that. it's really funny that you say that because for a lot of mini truckers, the natural progression when you get old is I'm going to build me a hot rod. Well, I hate hot rods. I'm Oops, I'm going to offend everybody that may possibly hire me as a DJ, <laughs> but I just don't really care for classic cars. It just don't. doesn't appeal. Now, granted, there's some mini style stuff that I really dig, and occasionally I really dig a rusty old sedan on, on huge billets or steelies. an F-100. Well, you know, and, and again, commercial trucks. I really, really get into like oh, old school commercial oh, trucks. Oh, beautiful, especially like a big but, commercial. But if trucks. you show up with your thirty-five Roadster that's like painted like peach and has like an eighty-seven set of Boyds on it, and they're fourteens or fifteens, and and you know, crybaby dolls and all that BS. I mean, that, that does nothing for me. So that being said, what the hell <laughs> was I talking about? Your How hatred we, for... Well, no, but right before the hatred, my ADD <laughs> oh. kicked in. Right before my, and I didn't say hatred. I said, you were talking I just, about tractors. Oh, no. Tractors, yes. Thank you. Thank you. David just saved me and my ADD. <laughs> Where most mini truckers, when they get old, they want to go like the old car route. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Tractor guy right here. My <laughs> dad has a 60s model Ford 2000, a blue one. Obviously, blue is Ford. And I will restore that one day. And I will be that cranky old man that drives around to the shows and unloads my tractor and just glares at people. Just just glare at them. Don't touch my tractor. Okay, anyway. So that's cool. I did not know that you were down with the, down with the plow. And, uh, <laughs> that was spot on. Thank you. Thank you. I will be here all week. 
because I work in healthcare and I have absolutely no choice. Essential. Oh, God. I'm so sick of that phrase. So let's get into the fun stuff or the not fun stuff. This show was so rad, and, and I've never been able to really paint a picture for people listening. Uh, but you told us a little bit about it, and oh my God, 296. You know, the H-Word show, in the 15 or so years, I only broke that number twice. And and that yeah. is a just a massive, and b- b- barely, I mean, barely broke that number. And, and so that makes sense. You guys felt so much bigger than I ever was, and it was it was just kind of unreal. Um, so you moved out there, and everything was going good. So why? And, you know, I was going to ask you this. What led to the moment that you realized, hey, we may be wrapping this up? And, and you and I actually talked, so maybe I know a little bit more about this but, you know, for the listeners out here, for our seven listeners out here, <laughs> maybe eight by the time. Because David's very popular, so maybe, you know, he gets us some bites. But for everybody out here, you know, kind of talk into the process of making that decision. When did you know it was time? Why did you know it was time? Well, the talks kind of started a couple years ago. Like you mentioned, you and I have even talked about it, and I've asked you certain questions you know, along the way, and you kind of come back and said, don't you dare. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. That does. Things that were mentioned in your last episode with Justin, the stress uh, of a promoter, Oh yeah. the time it takes away from everyday life, uh, how it kind of consumes you. Oh, God. Absolutely. Yeah. Even though it's a love, it does kind of consume your life, and for me, that was part of it. Some of my guys are getting tired. You know, it's been 13 years or 12 years, 11 years as we've started these talks, you know. But they're getting tired. Um, just things are kind of changing. Um, and the final decision factor was um, a new director come in over the 4-H camp. Okay. Um, he wanted to increase our rates so much so that we just couldn't really carry it on. And along with everything else, that was kind of the final nail. Wow. So we went from paying you dear, know, $500 dear, go ahead. a weekend, I'm sorry, $500 a weekend for the grounds and the building we rented, and he wanted to take it up to 1350 a day. Okay, I'm going to make a PSA real quick. Dear Cross Lanes and or Charleston 4-H camp director, you're a selfish <laughs> Sincerely, Lee Cottle. Okay. Anyway, that, that, that is unreal. Now, I'm assuming they didn't even offer you any increased benefits. Did they offer you bathhouses or more parking or increased no. insurance benefits or anything like that? No, the insurance we took care of. Well, actually, the charity took care of. Sure. Um, Thirteen fifty. Um, wow. Actually, Jesus. the way it was presented to me was if we wanted the grounds, it was $1,000 a day. If we wanted the dining hall so your participants can use the restrooms, and get air conditioning. It's another three fifty a day. Jesus. So That's if wrong. we want them to be able to use the restroom, we got to pay another three fifty. So. Oh my God! Wow, it sucks, man. man. To just to cover that, you would need. No, that's that's you know I know a little bit about the money brought in, and and, and especially doing a charity show like what David did, and that's that's an insurmountable amount. There are very few shows that can afford to do that kind of increase, especially when they're giving all their profits to charity. All, all, all the people were doing were taking 
money away from a charity by well, doing that. His charity was right. Ronald McDonald House, which I think. Oh my God, that's, that's my that's... second charity, and I was uh, you know a couple of years that we've had a lot more money than we expected to. My overflow money always went like we had late sponsors come in that always went to the Ronald McDonald House there in the bluegrass, and that's one of the reasons I've always admired David and his club so much is because that was their charity, and I thought that was super rad. In fact, uh, going to congratulate you. I was totally, you know, skeezing on your Facebook page and seeing that you actually had a room named after the Seals Finest Car Club due to all your contributions. That, that is awesome. It is. I understand the burnout. I really do. So there just comes a point where you're like, dear God, I don't want to do this anymore. This is just taking right. up all my free time. You know, if, if that, I, I understand if anybody goes for that reason because that's literally what happens to most shows. You just get burned out of it. Yeah, you know, I, I went through the same thing, and that's so hard. People, and David, correct me if I'm wrong, they may say outwardly how much they appreciate you, and they give you a pat on the back that weekend and stuff, but then for 11 months, it's you, it's your staff, and that's it. And you guys have to get everything ready and prepare for next year, and it is very overwhelming as far as the stress level goes. So, painting the picture here, your guys were getting tired, and guys and gals, I'm not trying to be a misogynist here, your guys and gals were getting tired, the venue changed. Was there any talk of moving the show? We did consider moving the show. Um, it was definitely talked about. It's been a big decision to let it go. But with everybody being burnt out and then the small drop in numbers we've seen from moving from the church to the 4-H camp, we decided that it was time. So how, how big a drop are we talking? Uh, well, we went from the 296 following year being about 230. Wow, that's a um, big drop. 30? Oh, Pretty big drop. That's a really big drop. And, and people uh, say it's because you're too far out? Yeah, they complained about it being too far out. Isn't um, that a plus? It wasn't that far, really. <laughs> Six, <laughs> I, seven miles, I think. But it seems further if you drive it. Yeah. It, it's definitely, it feels out there. But, I mean, my goodness, when have you ever went to a show that doesn't involve a little bit of travel? Yeah, really. Well, that's kind of the way I've seen it. I mean, I travel... Kentucky, Ohio, Tennessee, you know, and most of these people are local for the most part. R- refresh so me, David. Refresh me mm-hmm. a little bit, and this is not really about the scope of your show. When you and I became friends, if I'm not mistaken, you were working in a lab, right, doing core sampling and stuff? Yeah, I worked now, for an uh, engineering firm. Okay, now that's not what you're doing now, right? What are you doing now? I work for a paving company now. So they have you traveling a lot on it? Uh, a little bit. I'm in management, so I mostly stay around the office. Oh, I'm, over, okay. I'm over quality control. What's it like to be important? <laughs> so so the few times that you do get to travel is the old show promoter instinct still there are you constantly looking for fields or big parking lots and you think man this would be a great place to host our next event absolutely um, that all the time. so i'm going to call you out then what about a next event <laughs> yes we know the show is gone but again i was totally skis on your facebook page and back in february <laughs> back in february you, there was some interest about you potentially doing a a kind of an informal cruise on that weekend am i allowed to bring that out any uh sure it's not official yet for me personally i, I don't see me ever stopping from being involved in something of course boredom maybe not to the extent of our show but and plus we want to continue our contribution to the charity no absolutely so, that's that's one thing that when i stop the h word I hated more than anything not being able to present a big check every year to the charity, and that and that. So I know what you're going through in that one. Up and outside of that, you know, like we touched on before, there's there's not very many events in West Virginia for the different, I guess, sure, if you want to call that in, in this state. You anyway. know, at this point, you have um, down for Dennis, um, right? Which which is just brought back. You know, they've been gone for a long mm-hmm. time. 
you've got, you know, the, the Friends of Cole Auto Fair thing. I know that mm-hmm. some of the staff there have always tried to encourage a more modern presence. But but in the grand scale of things, they get very, very little. So you can't right. you can't bracket that. And really, other than you and Daryl's show, that's kind of was it, if I'm just not missing something. Well, that's, that's pretty much it. Wow. And we actually help with both of those shows you, you mentioned. Well, you did Limbo. Put on the Limbo for Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I remember that, actually. I, I remember uh, not last year, but the year before, I was actually out there taking some pictures and, and hanging out with you guys a little bit. So, now, if he's going to do a cruising, where was he going to have it? Yeah, yeah, let's get back to this, because I totally called him out on it in public, and I have no intention of deleting this. So let's, 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 keep, <laughs> him, let's keep him on the record, and let's talk about this. Uh, Attached to the, the new Ronald McDonald House in Charleston is a hospital parking lot that sure. is completely empty on the weekend. Wow. So our plan is to actually do the cruise in right at the charity. And how was you going to raise money for the charity? Was it like sell food or something? Is that what your plan was? What is it now? The way you wanted to make a contribution. Uh, with the cruise in, how was you planning to do it? We would just take donations. Okay. Well. Um, nothing crazy. Uh, we used to do it a long time ago. We used to have benefits just in the parking lot. Uh, we rad. didn't have anything. Didn't have anything. No DJ. We just got on, I think, back then, MySpace. Yeah. Saturday. It was ICQ promotion. It was for oh. this cause, and we would get out there. The most we ever had there just to hang out and raise a little bit of money was 209 vehicles. Good God. And back then, we had Brandon Perry dragging chump change in the back of the parking lot, you know, and uh, <laughs> it was a good time. <laughs> 209 at a cruise in? At a cruise in. Oh, uh, but we did a lot of good. We did a lot of good. We uh, bought headstones for kids. Oh, wow. Uh, we paid for Canal County Sheriff, part of the funeral, you hospital know, funds for kids with cancer. A lot of people, especially the groups that we were talking about earlier, the the uh, stringent antique car people, look at us, you know, a bunch of tattoos and lowriders. God, I just said lowriders. Don't refer to us. Yeah, Clint, Clint is totally going to bust my ass over that. <laughs> um, you What's know, wrong with lowriders? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, not not a damn thing. But there's definitely a difference in what I'm talking about. Come on, now, Dave. David, take it, take it easy on me here. He's just trying to get. <laughs> okay, um, but you know, they look at us kind of rough looking, especially me and you today, Shay. We both look oh, really, look really rough. I'm, My beard's all over the place. Well, yeah, um, and I've cried all day. So you know, we're we're just an emotional mess right now. But they look at us and they think, you know, tattoo guys, uh, hammer trucks, eh, kind of rough crowd. But then what David said, man, he bought headstones for kids that have went through the Ronald McDonald House. Jesus Christ, that is that is amazing. You know, and so many of our events, our charity, you know, they don't have to be. You know, that's one thing that we've kind of always danced around a little bit. Some are profit, some are not. As long as there's a good show, it's fine. But there's so much charitable causes now that a lot of our crew and our, our groups are crew. God, what is wrong with me today? I just well, said crew. Well, crew is one of the club names. Yeah, I think it yeah, was it. No, it wasn't Twisty Crew. We'll get back to it. <laughs> Silly Crew or something lame. I don't know if you caught it or not, David, but we have a random club name generator that we run every couple of episodes, and it's it's something. Okay, it's anyway, anyway, that being said, you know, people don't give our crowd enough credit they for don't. being charitable, and, and that's awesome, and I applaud you for that. The fact that you guys took that upon yourself and did it for so many years, it's just rad. It's just absolutely rad. Well, I hope you guys have a cruise in. I mean, I, I hate for the modern scene to die over in West Virginia. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's there's no modern scene in, uh, over here hardly anymore. And this year is supposed to be the comeback for it, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, you uh, know, there was, a, to come back. <laughs> there was a couple of Eastern Kentucky modern custom shows that were, one was making its return and another was, you know, de- debuting. 
and both of those were, were shaping up to be pretty good, and I think both of those have been very adversely affected by everything going on. Yeah. Like I said, man, 2020 year, Jesus. I'm assuming that you've seen where many Nats have now set their new dates for October 23rd through 25th. I did. Yep. Something really bothered me in the comments on Instagram. Um, there was a shop. It didn't bother me like, I can't believe they did that. It just really made me think, wow. There was a shop, that, and I don't want to say names because I'm going to paraphrase here, but essentially said, you know what, count me out. This year's FUBAR anyway. And there, that's going to be quite a few people, I think, that say that about shows. Uh, with my DJ gig, you know, I do a little side DJ car show business, uh, Appalachian right. Car Shows. I have actually put out that I That was I a shameless plug, by the way. No, I, I, it wasn't even meant to be. Um, <laughs> I'm I have to actually, crap, man, I have actually put out, it was a shameless plug, I have actually put out that I won't be taking bookings until September. You know, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. In my head, anyway. I've not posted it anywhere. But by the time <laughs> by the time this hits, it probably will be. But this whole this whole season has changed. So if you were going to do a cruise, your show was usually what in August. August. Mm-hmm. Would you stick with the same weekend? I'd like to keep it the same weekend, just because we're used to, well, they're used to us having something around that time. Yeah, you know, that's fair. Time will tell. I think it's awesome. I, I hope, selfishly, I hope that things have cleared up by then and you guys decide to do that because I want somewhere to go. I and, want car show season. Well, you know, I was getting a truck ready for many nats, and now I'm kind of twiddling my thumbs with it. So, <laughs> anyway, I need somewhere to debut it, I guess, in August. <laughs> so that being said, David, we're going to switch gears just a little bit. Not yet. Let's talk about your experiences. You know, we like to mm-hmm. talk to show promoters about what got them into it, what their best memories were, things like that. And we're going to ask you the same questions we asked Justin. You have been around this for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell us what your inspiration to get into this whole scene was? Well, as far as many trucks go, I had a buddy that we went out in the backwoods somewhere in West Virginia. I don't remember where it was. He bought a lowered S10 in the dark. <laughs> and, uh... I, love, I love sketchy <laughs> stories like that. I almost threw a kid in a creek once that screwed me over and I hammered S10 once in a holler in the middle of the night. It's a long story. So we go out, you know, we're, we're out on this mud, gravel road. We get this thing, we test drive it, and it rides terrible. Like a lowered S10. <laughs> yeah. Like a lowered S10. Yeah. So, so he, you know, we loved it. So he bought it. And then just by being around that truck, it got me one one. So I bought me a raggedy 82 S10 a long time ago. <laughs> and I cut the spring so much that they might as well have been out of it. Uh, awesome. Awesome. I mono leafed the rear and put blocks on it, and I got stuck everywhere I went. And uh, I just kind of fell in love with mini trucks. As far as the shows, you're from cold. You're you're from cold country. Did you ever get high yeah. centered on a railroad track? I did. Oh, wasn't that the um, best field in the world? Yeah, <laughs> I got stuck on a two by four in front of advanced auto one time. I've oh. never done that. Oh you, my god, that's a good. You one. just kicked my. <laughs> yeah, I've never done that. That's a good one. I had to have I had to have somebody help me get it off there. <laughs> and I bet you smiled the whole time. I did. I loved it. You know, um, that's when. Then thing. I started looking in the air riding. It's it's a whole lot better <laughs> than the cut spring. <laughs> so, so true. Rides uh, way nicer. Understand. You know, that's those kind of memories, and that's why we ask our guests that. Those kind of memories are what gets forgotten a lot of times. The little stuff, the getting high centered on railroad tracks, the hanging out in a parking lot, the going to a holler in the middle of the night and buying a hammered STM with your buddies. I mean, that's those are so much more important to me than almost any show memory, organized show memory that I can ever come up with. So, and David, how long have you been into it, man? How long ago was this? Uh, I was, yeah, I think he got his truck around 2000, 2001. Wow. Uh, I bought my S10 in 2002, I think it was. Wow. That's when he got his. 
Shut up, Shay. <laughs> um, 2007. We, we all know I'm old, okay? You're so, uh, Lee told me you're an audio guy, right? Well, actually, I was going to, before I had the S10, I had an 88 Honda Accord with 415s in it. Ah. Jesus. Jesus. When was that? That was when I was in high school, 99, 2000. Now, you, you, I had it. You, before the show, we had talked. You said that you actually sold equipment? I do. Uh, well, tell our mm-hmm. listeners about what you sell and stuff. Shay, stop talking well, to the microphone stand. <laughs> Boing. In 2009, I, I started my own business. Uh, it's called Custom Auto. It started out just strictly stereo because that was my passion then. Then it kind of moved into more suspension. Stereo kind of faded out. I'm sure you've seen that. Oh yeah, the re- yeah. the audio recession, which it, it kind of was the irony of that that ended like this past two years. The audio recession mm-hmm. did. Audio recession. And then hmm. uh, this happens. But it was this year was actually the first year Kicker was actually getting back into the scene. And they were going to create a new something. And they won't release what it is. No, well, that's a great way to market things. I, I don't. No one knows. Only people that knows is the people that they've met with, and there've been talks of them doing something top secret. That's it. It's an L14. It has 13 sides. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine cutting the hole for that man? That'd be awful. 38 cubic foot for a seal. I love square subs. Square subs are awesome. Well, they're easy to bracket. I mean, they're easy to actually set up. I mean, you just cut a. I take a skill saw and cut, cut a hole way easier. You and I. Oh, in a circle. It's, it's, <laughs> I hate cutting circles. I'd rather be beat to death than cut circles. It's funny, David. I think a lot of us. How old are you? I thought you were a lot younger than me, dude. 36. Okay, you're a couple years. I'm 39. Mm-hmm. A lot of us in that. So I guess now I'm not trying to insult you, but you're kind of roughly in the same generation that I am. A lot of us, mm-hmm. in fact, maybe all of us, kind of started out with stereos because that was kind of the modification that we could afford to do when we first got a vehicle. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you started out with. I started out with two kicker comp 15s and six uh, six cubic foot sealed. Yeah. Sealed. Oh, oh no no sealed no 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 no. It was amazing. Two to two framed, double three quarter inch MDF walled. I was I was loud in an extended cap Tacoma. Yep. I was loud most of my time. Dual ZR three sixties with rewound coils. I mean, at one point, I knew a little bit about what I was doing. I'm not in your all's level, but I was I was cool in the nineties. <laughs> so that being said, uh, I hate that it's kind of progressed from that. The show promoters of today, you know, chances are kind of trace their roots back to the stereo world. Man, every mini truck guy I've ever spoke to started off in stereos. It's just not really? It re- really, man. Like, everybody that came to my show, I went out and talked to them. At one point, they said they were into audio. And I think what it was when you start in audio, you learn that there's different things you can do. Then you get to see the mechanical side, and you'd rather do the mechanical stuff. And that's right. just what it goes to. Well, I think the personalities we have, we're always kind of pushing the envelope and stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. Let's get back to David, because we're just sitting here, well, you, you know. know well, David, tell, tell our listeners what other. brands you sell. I mean, like, come on. Well, there's several. Um, like we talked about earlier, the American Base, Hyphonics, JBL. I can get in and sell several different brands. Do you actually have a storefront, David, or how are you doing this? Are you just kind of a, a mail order type thing, or do you have a shop set up somewhere, or what? Well, I recently built a shop at my house, or next door to my house. Awesome. I have a good-sized shop there, which is kind of full right now of all my stuff. Yeah, I happens. just moved out of my old shop. So um, has this affected your business? Has the COVID-19 thing hurt you? Are you seeing much of a difference because of it? Well by choice a little bit i've kind of sure. i have several that's waiting to come in and i've kind of pushed that off a little bit i've kind of see where it goes plus like i mentioned i'm, I'm moving shops so i'm moving everything in here i'm trying to get things organized put up that being said what big things are coming up for cl's finest be honest i'm not sure okay uh, and not even just so much shows and stuff like that tell us a little bit about your club you're proud of your club you're one of the most established what it stands for yeah, yeah, let's hear a little bit about your club. You're, you're, you're one of the most established clubs in West Virginia. 
I remember at the H Word, you guys were the the poor souls that stayed all night at the little hotel in Pound, Virginia. And uh, uh, I was, yeah. yeah, I always <laughs> felt so sorry for you for that. I, I heard stories about that awful experience, and that place is still open, by the way. It actually has a spray painted plywood on the side of the road, spray painted black that says wow. six hundred dollars a month, and or two feet, or I think fifty bucks a night, or six hundred bucks a month. And uh, oh, it's, it's it's pretty disgusting. And David stayed there. Uh, but no, let's talk about your club, man. I mean, what can we look for coming down the line from Seals Finest? I'll be honest, I just hope we continue to grow and, and keep on going. As far as this area goes, we ran fairly long in comparison to other clubs. Right. We started in 2001. Wow. And, uh, wow. Most clubs around here, they kind of... They've, they'll show up and they'll last a couple couple years and then they fade out and we've managed to stick together and we're not the biggest club by any means we usually stay around 10 to 15 the most we've ever had was about 43 that was yeah. years ago well Ben Lee like to talk about clubs a lot it's one of our favorite topics in fact one of our future episodes will be specifically about smaller regional clubs yeah because I'm a firm believer local clubs are the way to go um, mm-hmm. so I believe Lee is too oh absolutely it, it, it helps the scene grow uh, when you grew up to 43, did you notice that, it, did you have a drop in quality at that point, or did was it awful? Not too much, of, wasn't too much of a drop in quality, but the bond wasn't there. You know, we're just spread out, and yeah, little but, clicks kind of formed. Yeah, you know? been there, um, been there. It just didn't so feel like family anymore. Like, no, it didn't. Keep it kind of small, it's tight-knit, easier to come together for cookouts and, and things like that. You know, a lot of people miss out on that. You know, small, smaller clubs, just the way to go, because you have that more family atmosphere. I mean, like, uh, I have a small club. Uh, at one point, it was at the 25. And it was awful. I'll, I'll never do that again. And now I'm weird there's like six of us, and now I'm fine with that. And I try every day to try and convince you to put on a show again. <laughs> because I need something to go to. I'm getting bored. I do crank it up every year. You can come to that. Yeah, but I'm just out of place in that no, anymore. Well, hopefully this year I'm going to move it to a Saturday. Well, so you need to convince David to come down, because that's David only about an hour and a half from him. And, yeah. you know, it's a, nice stu- it's a nice stereo show. It lasts like anywhere from five hours to nine hours. Uh, one, one year we didn't leave there until like twelve thirty. When the cops came, no, the cops are cool with it. They'll, they'll pull in and be like, "Let's hear these stereos, boys." Oh, I've got plenty of painful stories for another episode. I can't wait. So, so we've discussed his history here. We have discussed. Well, he asked one thing: uh, What oh. does CL stand for? I don't understand. It, is it? it stands for Cross Lanes Finest. Back then, it was cool to change the S to a Z on everything. Oh, you okay. remember doing that? Oh, yeah, I definitely. And lead speak. We've talked about changing it and actually putting it back to an S, but it's been a Z for so long. We feel like we can't change it. Yeah. So it's, I'm sure you have guys with tattoos. So if you change oh, it yeah. to an S, I mean, <laughs> would you just mark through it, or how would you? Would there be, would there be a club fund to fix those? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have a barbecue and a tattoo cover-up party. <laughs> oh, my God. So when it started, it was it was just three of us, and we all lived in Cross Lane. So that's kind of how that's the actually, name come about. That's actually a really cool idea, man. I never would have even thought of that. So David, now we have we have members that live outside of Cross Lanes now. So uh, for our listeners out there, you know, anybody starting a show or whatever, what would you recommend? Like, what would your idea of how to promote a show or just helpful hints to yeah, new, yeah, new, you, new promoters. Same thing we asked Justin. Do yeah. you have any advice for somebody out there, maybe in a similar situation that you were many years ago, that is considering putting on their own show? Do you have some advice for a fledgling show promoter, especially a younger person, that you'd like to share? 
Yeah, the do's and don'ts. Uh, I think Justin actually mentioned the same thing. Promoting is the biggest thing. If you want your show to be successful, you got to promote. you got to be out there. So I push my guys pretty hard to get to these shows, get to the local shows, get to the out-of-state shows, and actually hand those flyers to the people. Mm. Um, so you believe, in, great. you believe in the physical flyers then? Absolutely. And you meet more people that way. You can kind of share that experience. You can talk. You can meet them. And it makes it a little more personable. Uh, we take the time out to talk to that person. Hopefully they take the time to come to our show. Somebody uh, once told me that I had the ability, when it came to the H word, to make somebody with a 2-3 drop on an S10 feel just as important as somebody that had a cover truck and whether that is true or not i always took uh, a lot of absolutely true well no i mean about me not you man i'm, I'm <laughs> saying i'm saying that's absolutely true that's, well that's that not, was what i was talking about at the beginning i totally disagree with that but thanks man but in all sincerity <laughs> whether whether that is true or not i always took a lot of pride that somebody recognized that because and, and again that's not so much pride in myself but i hope that other people take that as an example because all of us out there whether we are a cover truck or an s10 with a two three drop and you're just getting your feet wet i think that we all want to show off what we got. We all want to hang out and feel like we're a part of something bigger, something greater. And David, thanks to shows like yours, man, people like me, us hillbillies here in the mountains, people with two, three drop S10s, people with cover trucks, all felt like, at least for one weekend of the year, we were part of something bigger there in West Virginia, man. And we can't thank you enough for your contributions to the scene. What advice would you oh, come on? That was such, a, that was such a good wrap-up no, speech. Well, not, no wrapping up. Now, that was sounding what's good. A, what's a don't? You're an <laughs> What what's some these people need to know this stuff. Ugh. I mean, he had a big show. What what's something you learned that you shouldn't do? Come on, man. He's actually texting me like, "Come on, guys, wrap it up. I got stuff to do." <laughs> <laughs> uh, the don'ts would be uh, don't turn anybody away, no matter what they have. There you go. There, I, I feel we have a responsibility to to help, no matter what they drive, to grow. You know, the guy with the two three drop you're talking about, he could potentially be that next cover truck True. but if Absolutely. we don't treat him right now we could turn him away thank you so much for your time it has been thank a you guys. great experience yeah. i'm sorry that we have taken so long and become so long-winded in it but it's nice to catch up with you it's nice to hear that you guys have some future plans in the works it's also awesome that we totally called you out on record about doing a cruise in <laughs> in August in Charleston, West Virginia that will benefit the Ronald McDonald House, which I think is absolutely wicked, and I will be there with bells on. I hope so. It'll be great to see you guys. That was David Withrow from CL's Finest in Cross Lanes, West Virginia, talking to us about the life and times of the CL's Finest car show. I think he was a pretty rad guest. Shay, what do you think? Man, that was a good time. I, I really like David. I, you know, I really do, too. He has always been very pleasant. God, that's a weird word. It pleasant really is, to me um, over the years. Cool would be a much better word for this. Well, David has always treated me like a friend. Oh, uh, well, and I've always thought that was super cool. Even from day one, uh, when I first met him, he was always awesome to me they invited me out to club functions when i'd come up to their shows no seriously really? you looked at me like club I mean, functions? i'm not a leper oh. people can hang out with me occasionally not I, may, a club? I may be old oh, but you know no i think it's cool i always enjoyed going out to other clubs functions i never liked being in a club myself per se but i liked hanging out with clubs because i love I seeing think, how they interact i think the reason why you didn't like to be in clubs you never had the family atmosphere he was referring to dude i'm a sociopath i couldn't i, give, I couldn't give two <laughs> about the family i atmosphere. am i am a narcissist 
<laughs> so, so, so I'm. I hate families. You, my family is better than everyone. <laughs> Pretty well. The right. world actually revolves around me. <laughs> yeah, everybody stops existing whenever I don't talk to them. You are a lunar narcissist. Pretty well. Yeah. Pretty, Pretty well. well. I don't know. What? Um, well, my wife has never referred to me as that one, but she tells me often I'm a narcissist. Right, and she has the degree to tell you that you she, are a narcissist. Yeah, she's right on the money. I'm not gonna lie. You know, that was nice getting to talk to David, though, in all sincerity, because it's so nice getting to talk to show promoters, other than me and you. It's yeah. cool, you know, with Justin in the last episode, with David in this episode, with Jeffrey Dillard coming up on the next half of this episode. Oh, yes. You all should be real excited about that, too. I think it's going to be pretty awesome. I, I think a lot of people don't have the real backstory of Blade Out anyways. Oh, God. And Jeffrey. Gonna, yeah, it, right, absolutely. And hopefully we do him justice in that expose, if you will. Expose so. is a good word for it. It really yeah, is. I, I like it's more that. more or less what we do for everybody. Laid out of the park, the expose. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, it's it's really disheartening to me that Seals find us. I didn't even know it was even until like last week. Was it last week you told me? Yeah, Seals was yeah I guess it was actually. Man, I'm still heartbroken about that. You know, I, I, I had no idea. I owe the assist to John Lilly there because I actually... I guess it's one of those things you... I don't want to say you take it for granted because that's, that's a negative connotation. You just think it's such a part of the scene of your life that when it's gone, you don't realize it until you realize it. It's and true. then it's like, oh, shoot, I forgot this left. Where did it go? Why is this gone? How dare thou forsaken me? <laughs> you know. But I understand where he's coming from. And it is hard oh, not only for staffing, because especially shows with club staff or volunteer staff, they get tired. Have you ever heard of a self-sufficient show? As far as what? What do you mean? Like, like you don't have to go around and promote it constantly, and it will stay up just because of the sheer fact of its name? No. No. I think that Slamology is like that. I you, do. I do. I think all in the presence they were... I, I mean, I've never met the guys for it, and I've been to plenty of shows. Okay, so this may or may not... This may or may not make sense to you, but I think there is a tier of shows that I almost consider professional shows and what I mean by that is they've either been around so long or they are corporate sponsored well let me give an example Nopi would have been a professional show even though the last few years Nopi really sucked oh god but it had a I couldn't just walk in and say hey I'm also a show promoter I'd like to speak to the guy putting this on and him be come over and give me a bro hug and and the coronavirus and (laughs) And, and, you know, talk to me like I'm somebody. Now, granted, Donnie Babb was super cool to me over the years. But at the same time still, I think that that show is a professional show. And, again, Nopi was a professional show. Hot Import Nights <laughs> is a professional show. Any of those type of events where you don't really feel the ground roots camaraderie. Well, if that makes any honest sense. Honest to God, with I could staff, see that. that with that, the staff. That also goes with my... my point you know uh, self-sufficient shows i don't they don't feel like it's a an atmosphere that is the same okay fair enough and, and i guess shows like that again many nats and pigeon forge when charlie cobble ran it that was a professional show now granted there's a lot of things that they did that i would have changed yeah and i'm not saying professional as in they were perfect i'm just saying they were ran in a completely different and i want to use this business model mm. and business is the key word there i guess well let's be honest shows are business even if you donate money, it is supposed to be run like a business. It just matter of how you promote it. Yeah, but if that's the case, my business is a roadside produce stand as a, <laughs> as a show promoter. Because trailer I was park. a trailer park show. Because I was entirely too country 
to I don't say country. Country means well, redneck. I'm tired too hillbilly uh, that, to redneck. That, at the what do you call it? Rattle can nationals. Rattle can nationals. I didn't think you were a real person. So I mean, like, I did. It's not like how long have we known each other? Uh, I remember at your show, the revival. You come up and offered me chicken, which was kind of weird. But at the same time, we knew each other before that. Before that, but not super close. Not no, like we are now. No, I, I would say. I don't. 2013. That's a good number. What was the year that you did the cruise in at the military park that me and Shannon Bullis come to? Ah, Shannon Bullis and I fail at English. That was at least I'm 2014 both. on. It, it had to be. Okay. And even before then, we met in passing at one of the Unleashed. Yeah, we did. Unleashed. 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 I would like to have Chris Wilson on here to go over Unleashed, too. We will have Chris Wilson on Chris here. Chris Wilson, you're going to be on here. Do you hear that? Chris Wilson, you're going to be He doesn't listen to this. He, he doesn't? No, he uh, says he does, but he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. We'll see if he, he knows this part. He listens to the first minute and the last minute. <laughs> Let's see if he knows his part. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Well, one, of the, one of the things I remember about Unleashed was the, the year that was behind the gas station. Yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. And, and he had the vehicle up there you could smash with a hammer. You know, I'd actually forgot about that. That, that was, was that was, was pretty cool, cool. It was a cool feature. That was the same year he did the rim toss. They had a 22-inch ugly homie rim that they uh, threw across the parking lot. And uh, that was, there were some awful emo bands playing that year. Well, there oh, there was. There were some good ones, though. There was some there was awful a bunch of bands. One was singing about, like, I don't know, Red Rocket or Pink Pony or something <laughs> like that. I really dug it. But I could hear it in the hotel room in the shower because I snuck off and took a shower in the middle of the day. You know, at that show, I had one of the coolest feelings I ever had. Uh, it's one of my uh, fondest memories. I, I got that watch. feeling for the first time when I was about 12. Oh, well, it's just happened. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let, let's just don't take my thunder now. Uh, a kid walks up to me, and this was back in the olden days when we was, it was on Facebook groups. And this kid okay. walks up to me and goes, I have seen this thing all over the Ranger forums. I'm dying to see it. And I was like, huh. That's cool. It was one of the coolest feelings I ever had. And I miss forums. I would like to tell everybody that bring forums back. Facebook groups suck. Dude, Facebook groups suck. I miss S10 forums bad. It's not even oh, funny. It makes me sick of my stuff. I miss RPS. Uh-huh. I miss uh-huh. RPS so bad every I day. I tried to join a Facebook S10 group, and it's just stupid. Yeah, they're so stupid on there, man. Well, I mean, there's no way to really go back and get information you need. I still go to S10 forum and Google error codes and wiring diagrams and stuff like that. So. We have to. Yeah. Because if you go on there and you ask a question, it's filled with a bunch of <laughs> that don't want to give you the proper answer. They want to say something <laughs> or give you a meme. I can't imagine what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, moving on along. <laughs> anyways uh, I miss forums everybody bring forums back no more Facebook groups you know we started to touch on something with that conversation with David I wish we had had time to bring out a little bit more and what? we may even bring him back on for another episode if he cares to what talking about the small clubs the regional clubs uh, you yeah, know, I'm a big believer in that while at the apex of their existence they had 40 some members but you started to see the problems with that and I find that very interesting and I know several clubs that had a lot of members I had problems like that yeah, right. right I mean, right. like, I, and mine wasn't near as big. I can only imagine. Yeah, no. Like 43 people, I'd have a panic attack. You know, many, many years ago in a little club I was in, you had a bunch of morons that wanted to do power plays. And, and oh that was God, just my stupid. problem too right there. And, 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 you know, at the time you get kind of involved in the hype as well. But, I mean, there's no place for that. That's just dumb. You know, you're supposed to be friends. Right, That's what absolutely. really drives the club. Not, not that you're, oh, you have a truck, we should have you in this club. Well, well, we have to deal with <laughs> And I've done that with little clubs, too, uh, that I've been in, in the past. You know, worry about the vehicles more than the person. Mm, and I've told, important. one of the things I try to advise people on when it comes to clubs, 
Get your friends in there. Get your good base. Get people yes. you enjoy being with. Yes. Even if they have something that is not show worthy. Yes. Good people will come up with good projects mm-hmm. later on down the road, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and even if they don't, so what? Well, everybody listen to this. I, I know we only have probably what? How many viewers we have? Uh, four. Oh, okay. We're at four. Yeah. All right. So right. you four people. None of which are Chris Wilson. Well, there's. <laughs> uh, we have no problem with national clubs. No, God, no. No, no, no they're no, very no, no, important. No, no. And, and, and I don't want to come across as having. Acted like that. No, God, no. No, I just, I just want to clarify uh, that. I have the absolute well. utmost admiration but, you know, for national clubs. The na- national clubs are very important, too. What but I don't know. have admiration for is little clubs that think they're national clubs. Yeah, that's that, another story for oh, another God, day. Listen, well, that is a 45-minute episode oh, in itself. Oh, no question. Uh, but, you know, for people to even get in those big clubs, yeah. you have to start somewhere small. Local clubs you is do. where it begins. You do. You do. And, uh, you, you know, know it, but it, at the, the same club time, doesn't even have to be dedicated to one type of vehicle. But at the same time, I don't believe there's any shame in spending your life in a small club. I mean, look at David. Oh, I mean, I love my club. And, I mean, yeah, right, absolutely. I, mean, so I, don't, I don't see no, no problem with it. I just, uh, I think that more people that are not in a club yeah. should take their friends or their acquaintances and join a club together. Just all it is is stickers and friendship. We, we will definitely bring this out more in an episode just tailored to it. Yeah. And, and one of the things we talked about privately, we talked about doing a panel discussion. Oh, yes. Um, if I can figure out a double mix minus on this board, but we talked about doing a panel discussion with a representative from a large club, and I already have somebody in mind. Yes. And a representative from a smaller yet established club that has no interest in being a national club, and mm-hmm. I have somebody in mind. Yeah. Um, and I think that'll be a lot of fun, kind of comparing and contrasting. Uh, I, I really do, too. Not a drama, not inside and fighting, just, mm-hmm. you know, hey, let's all get together. Let's have a virtual cup of coffee. And that's kind of weird to say, because I don't drink coffee. I, I love coffee. It's beautiful. Hey, no, it's not. It's dirty river water. It's so good. Tastes like what I assume feet taste oh like. Oh, my God, it's so good. And not sexy time feet. Oh, no, no. But just good. like dirty Mississippi Wait, river a, water feet. A, a cup of coffee is like pure sex when it's mixed right. Really? Your sex smells like old men and it's full of cream? <laughs> oh, God. Outstanding. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and we will cut that. Don't worry. Let's we'll start over. Okay. Oh, that's brutal. Rock, uh, that, was, that was terrible. Uh, anyways. <laughs> that's just so good. Oh, oh, that was good. I just don't cut that. 50, I have to cut that. Oh, 57 minutes. Okay, cool. Well, anyways, I mean, like... Um, and he, he's in a club. I didn't know how what the CL stand for, anyways. But he's got a small club, the really big club, and, to, and back to a small club. And uh, he likes it better now that it's small. Mm-hmm. And some of us, you know, we prefer the family atmosphere. Well, although there's random people that I've talked to, they're in some of the larger clubs, and the reason they like the larger clubs is because they like to go to a show and they meet random club members. Seriously, like they have somewhere to park with. You mean like? Uh, I always thought it was cool that Freaks of Nature, when they got so big, had the huge field it laid out. And the whole nation of Freaks of Nature members, I mean, there'd be like 90 of them. In the oh. big, yeah, no, I've personally seen over 90 Freaks of Nature members from all over the country at laid out. Right. As soon as you walked in, walked in. As soon as you drove in to the left, that field there in front of the shelter where the Popeye's chicken food truck usually was, that was all Freaks. And that was really cool because those guys were coming from all over the country. They would have their big national meetings there. Uh, Shannon and everybody would show up. Uh, Vanderall, not Bullis. Well, I guess technically Shannon Bullis was there too. But they would go out to the steakhouse there in town, which is closed. And that's something really sad about laid out. The Sagebrush Steakhouse that was yeah. like where everybody went to eat. I have personally waited two hours there before for dinner really? myself. I met Farva, Harlan Farva, in that parking lot. And for some reason, I ended up putting a sleeper hold on him. 
and showing him how that worked. And I, it, was a, it was a weird beginning to a beautiful relationship. He's one of our four listeners, I think. Probably not. But uh, that restaurant is closed now, and that's just such a sad. It's kind of like the hotel being closed for the H word. As areas evolve and change, well, like David talking about him getting moved out by selfish 4-H director. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, he probably didn't like mini trucks. Let's just be oh, that's a South Park character waiting to happen. It, it really I just, is. I, could, I already have so many things that I'm not going to say in my <laughs> mind, but <laughs> that guy, that's not cool. Yeah, well, so. And then, you know, the areas, like uh, we live in an uh, area stricken by poverty, so mm-hmm. we, we understand that things will close. Of course. And when, like, for instance, one town in particular, it lost its hotel. Yeah. And when it did, it completely ruins the show. No, absolutely. Because no one yeah. nowhere to stay at. You know, I could never put on a show here again ever. It could, well, it couldn't happen. And one day show maybe. And, and if I'm not mistaken, I believe the other hotel in town is closed too. That one out on the Parkway. They've the, uh, they've they have been roped off for the last two weeks now. Is that because of the rules or whatnot? It's a hotel. There's nothing keeping hotels from allowing thought, guests. Are they? Oh, they're not. Yeah, I not as. That's kind of. Travel essentials. I mean, the airlines are still running. So, That's true. even though they're at minimum capacity, and I don't see how they can afford to be safe at this point. I don't either. So, shows canceling. This is something that's bothered me. I've seen a couple of shows that are trying to move forward way too early, and I've got paranoid at this point. Mm-hmm. I've went from I can't wait to this clears off to the season starts to I've pretty much in my mind. If I see a show by September, I consider us very lucky. So then, but, like, I see a listing for an indoor show in May. No, there's no way. There's no way. There's I mean, no way. It's, it's, it, and I'm not going to call it out by name or anything. It's not fair to those guys. They may have some contingency plans in place. Everybody wearing hor- masks? But that horrifies me. And, and then, like, of course, there's always going to be people on Facebook saying, oh, yeah, you have it. We're going to go screw this virus. Well, y'all being a... Yeah, you can make it worse, and we'll never get car shows Exactly. Again. You know, everybody needs to suck it up and just... Stay home. Yeah, hibernate for a couple months and hopes when we look out, this year's already over. Yeah, they were, man, I'll be honest with you. Uh, this year, I pretty much counted off that no, no show's going to happen at this point, but I have hopes that it will. But I don't want to ruin it for him because it's not my place, but uh, the big show in southern Kentucky, I guess I can say that much, that yeah. we both know about, yeah. he is planning on moving to a late September, early August date, I think. Or early October date. Um, I don't know if that's going to work or not because the projections right now are six Through months. August. Six months, wasn't it? You know, remember, one of our doctors at work is yeah. an infectious disease doctor. Yes. Uh, not the one that we actually interviewed, no, not no, Dr. Byron. But our but actual, actual you know, infectious disease yeah. doctor. In the last meeting I had with him, he said the CDC projections that they've shared with the doctors are don't expect stabiliza- stabilization until August. But see, Donald's projections show that we're going to have another breakout too after... Whenever, when it turns winter again, though, because of everybody being indoors? I don't know. That's what I thought. I don't know. That's And that's scary stuff. I don't want to comment that one way or the other. I'm not sure. <clears throat> yeah, well, it's it's all, it's all one big nightmare to me, too. For the world, this year, this whole year feels like a dream. You know, I, I had plans to, this dude. year was going to be the year I went to the most shows. Oh, dude, I was, same. I was going to have a record. I was going to go to as many shows as I possibly could. I was so desperate to get, I was going to go to some shows I've never been to before. I was going to mm-hmm. go to Battle Alabama. Uh, I was going to go to some shows that I haven't been to in a long time. I was going to go back to Camp and Drag just because I needed I needed, I needed, needed to be a part of it again. Camp and Drag's still on. 
There's they no way. They've had, they don't have. I can swear. They have, I seen July the 15th. Jesus, there's no way they'll be able to do it because they have bathhouses. There's only like three bathhouses. There's people dry humping people for bars of soap <laughs> there. Dude. Oh, dear God. No. Did I ever tell you they have naked water slide there? They have a naked water slide? They have naked water slide. That is interesting. It was interesting. And off the air, I'll tell you some interesting stories about naked water slide okay. that I've seen. All right. Um, any home. Excited. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, but there's I, no way they can do that. Man, I I just really hope for this go up just to end. Just to end. Yeah. Vaccine everybody. Just give us a vaccine. It's it, it's a it's scary times, man. You know, I'm looking forward to talking to a couple of our guests coming up that are small business owners that well, there goes another sound panel. There, there you go. That are small business owners that rely on shows and the mini truck scene to survive. Man, I'll be honest with you. I don't know how half of them are going to make it. But but you know you got to think about this too. Um, if are you talking about like people well, that manufacture parts? Well, you know I wasn't necessarily because I think people are still building they in are. anticipation. But here, like, well, I mean, I was going to go ahead and say it because he's already agreed to interview with us. Dan Harvey. Uh, Dan Harvey is the proprietor of Driven Clothing. Yeah. And a very successful and very well respected person in the and I hate using this scene. Mm. You know, I mean, this is hurt Harv really? big time. Well, that's everybody. You need to go online and buy from Driven. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, we, we need these guys just, to Not just Driven. Buy, buy, from me, a, buy from all the clothing companies, even the ones that I don't care for much. Spend some money with any of your mini truck-related clothing companies because, guys, if these dominoes start falling, you've seen that AccuAir is out. Oh, I've, well, you they know, are, what's funny to me is that they were taking pre-orders <laughs> and they knew they were going out of business because... Do you Bankruptcy think, isn't something that just happens in one day. Right now, I, I, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Right now, this is uncharted waters. I mean, oh, uncharted, yeah. uncharted. Is it uncharted? Yeah, but see, the plague has been going around for... Since the 1400s, the bubonic plague, yeah. yeah that's, well, yeah, we got it back death. again right. in uh, January, wasn't it, when it started hitting here? Mm, I, don't I, I don't even know. But see, the thing is that I'd seen a, their post, and it's... Well, uh, email or whatnot they said if you we you pre-ordered anything you would be contacted by our bankruptcy people and i'm like well you're not getting your money back i spent yeah yeah that's the point of bankruptcy is you those individual people will be liquidated or will be so far down the liquidation list yeah they're after their creditors get the top money i mean there's not gonna be anything for those people they said stakeholders so i don't was they a public company i don't believe so you know, we need to try and get Mike Alexander on here at some point if mm-hmm. Mike will waste time with us because he was a, before he started, or he's involved in the start of Flow, he was a big person in AccuAir. Hmm. And big person, wonder, that sounds weird to say, but, you know, a very important person in AccuAir and their development. And hmm. uh, I'd love to hear his take on, on it at this you know, point. I, I would like to talk to some of our big manufacturers for parts. Uh-huh. Anyways, just to see what, uh, how this is affecting them. It's like, you know, a lot of people are home right now and... You know, they're getting unemployment and they're building still. Yeah. I wonder if it actually helped their business. I can think of one or two people from Pikeville that have never built anything that didn't involve a welfare check, but I'm not going to call anybody <laughs> out by names. <laughs> and I love Pikeville people, but we all know who we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we do. We know exactly, exactly. who we're You're talking listening. about. We know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but, you know, uh, I would. I'd like to see if it's actually uh, making themselves better because, you know, places that are, quote, essential right now are really rolling in the money. You know, like Walmart and uh, grocery stores like Food City. Uh, I've seen that Lowe's even raised the pay of their employees. Wow. Yeah. You know that? Yeah. No, good for I don't Lowe's. know how much they raised it, but... Well, it's because they can't give a mask because yeah, they're not in the stock. You yeah, know, hey, a... sorry you're going to catch this, but here's another $3. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, yeah, but, you yeah, know, yeah, they're yeah. bringing stuff out to you now. Spit it on a mask. 
I mean, I'd, I'd like to pull in and I'm just putting back my truck in a normal day because I don't want to go in regardless. <laughs> That's because we don't really care for people. That's exactly. So, it. Right. It is what it is. <laughs> but uh, I would, I'd like to talk to some of our guys to see if, you know, they're benefiting from this yeah. in any way. I'd, yeah. I'd like to have some positive spin on all, all the bad news. You know, hoping, and you say benefit, and, and that's a terrible word to say right now, but some of those parts vendors may even be have an uptick in business, the homebound, yes, if you will. So, I mean, some people, God forbid, are out of work, but yeah. they might have had a little money put back, or they may have already had some parts on order, and they're having more time to build. So, yeah, how does that affect things? Well, the, that one know. bill came out that if you was laid off for this, then you would got extra money, and some people, they end up making more money. Wow. You didn't know that? No, I didn't know that, actually. It's $600 per week. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And so some people might actually end up with more money, and, and they probably build it right so now. So what are you going to do with your stimulus checks, Shay? My wife says I have to save it, Lee. We both know that's not going to happen, though. Door, going, uh, door speakers. Door speakers. Yeah, no, I already I got those. I got 20 door speakers sitting in the house already. 20? Yeah, I'm going to put four tens behind the seat also. I also have four super tweeters, and I have two 1,600-watt amplifiers for all of them already. I'm building. I'm saving all my equipment together. That way, when I go to do it, I'll have it. I need to buy subwoofers. Jesus. Yeah, and I I need anybody my entire this? build is four tens, uh-huh. and that's like mids for you. Well, I, I do. I have, I have a Neo DM mids. Yeah, that sounds know. so good too. A ten inch mid is a is a beautiful sounding thing. It really is. Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, but if you, uh, if you say so. But you know, I need a camper top for my step side. Sure. And yeah. I, you know, how impossible those things are to find. I do. It's like a kryptonite. I do. That's because the, they're ugly. I'm they going look to fix like, that. They look like funnels. I'm I'm going to fix that. Are you going to like you know airbrush yourself riding a unicorn on the side? Oh, that would be beautiful. That would be That's awesome. a great idea. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Think about that. Whew. Anyway, uh, moving right along. But so, you know, CL's finest uh, ending this year. Yeah, it was a good move on his part because right now he would have wasted his entire uh, quarter of a year. Well, you know that's that's one interesting thing is I can't speak to the future of laid out the park, but. By it's Jeffrey canceling this year, it would have been a terrible year. Yeah, I mean, like, like we said to everybody, if uh, no, they try to expect their money back for any show they pre. Oh, no, uh, the, that, don't that, take it, guys. Give it back because if not, you ain't going to have that show no more. I did notice that Mini Nats is honoring the registration for their October dates. So, like, those of us that got a ticket already, we're good to go. Yeah, that's great. That, that is. That was a good I'm, I'm hoping that by that point, that uh, it's be over with and shows continue. Hey, guys, let's have a winter show. Or at this point, I'll go in the cold. I hate cold, but Dude, I'll go I'm, cold. I'm telling you, I'm the same way. 23 degrees in a parking lot somewhere at this point, I'm down for it. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy some fancy gloves and a fancy mask, <laughs> and I'll sit out there in the cold. A fancy mask. Well, it would right, be fancy. I, like I mean, I'm cheap, so fancy is $20 for me. I was at Harbor Freight yesterday, yeah, and or Friday, I guess, and they have a sign-up that all of their masks, all of their face shields, and all of their gloves have now been lo- donated to local health care organizations. It is awesome. What about the poor guys actually working in their garage? Yeah, I know. Dude, their gloves I are said, the greatest gloves ever. I, what's funny about that is I, I know I got a few friends that are, mace, are masons, mm-hmm. and uh, they couldn't buy dust masks that don't filter out anything like that. You know, that. Tyler's a mason. Really? Yeah, he's like 32nd degree Scottish Rite, all that good stuff. Where's the location at for them? You mean their temples? Yeah, well, whatever you call it. Well, I think it's temples, isn't it? Well, Jeffrey. Lodge. Jeffrey it's is like... Lodge. High up in the Nashville. They're not allowed to talk about it, Lee. Oh, oops, sorry. Ain't I didn't mean, like, I didn't mean to out it. Part of the Illuminati. Yeah, yeah, I think. 
But, you know, people were buying dust masks even from Lowe's, and people that actually needed them couldn't get them. Oh, no, absolutely. And and I hate to break it to you guys that bought those. They don't work. At this point, doesn't do at this point, I don't think anybody knows what works and what doesn't. Well, as far as that, the particulate well, filtration and stuff. I mean, they don't filter out any type of cell that's in the air. Okay. They only filter out dust, which is larger particles. Yeah. So I think more than anything, they're just sneeze guards and, and peace of mind. Oh, it I mean, really, it's I, a lot of mental. A lot of cloth ones. My wife went and bought some cloth ones off the internet. I'm gonna learn how to make mine. Your Lee's gonna learn to sew, everybody. Dude, no, I'm gonna knit. I told you that Midwest <laughs> stitches. Midwest stitches. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, you know, more power to you. My wife, actually, I bought her a sewing machine once. Did you really? Yeah, it's in a box still. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, three years ago. Well, you needed a coffee table. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I, I, I was hoping that she would develop a real good skill on it, and she would redo my seats in my truck. I had a plan. It failed. But I had a plan. First show you ever went to, Shay, what was it? First show? That you went to on your own. Uh, oh, on my own. Completely. Well, actually, I went to local shows on my own when I first started driving. Hmm. Did my, you really? So yeah. you actually started out with local shows? Yeah, absolutely. My first local show was Crank It Up. No joke. The one you was, took over. Yeah, I, I was 16 years so old. I just my in? driver's license. And that was the first show of the year because I got my driver's license in July. Interesting. Mm-hmm. It's so weird looking back on shows like that that either get changed, taken over, or just disappear completely. It was so big then. Who, was, who put it on then? Uh, Mike's Car and Audio. God rest uh, uh-huh. Mike. You know, uh-huh. he, he passed away. I remember that name. Yeah. And... Um, it, when I first went, man, Pioneer brought out their vehicles, Audio Bond, Atomic. Really? Yeah, they were all there. Oh, my God, Atomic. I, that's awesome. Yeah, I was, I, oh, that's right. I, mean, I liked all the old school brands at the time. Oh, Crystal and Ground Zero. and man, Yeah, absolutely. Well, see, Mike was a big dealer for Pioneer. He was one of the largest dealers in the entire United States. You ever really stop to think how odd it is of that area of US-23, the amount of car stereo shops that have been there over the years? Yeah. There's been multiples in Pikeville. Yeah. There's been multiples in Prestonburg. There has you had a flea noise shop there beside Archer Park. I can't remember the name of it. You're talking about car creations? Okay. You had one in an old gas station on the other end of Prestonburg. Uh, gas station, gas station. Uh, it's like... Oh, that was a pawn shop. Real close to the advanced auto parts, I think. Yeah, you're talking about the one that was in the pawn shop? It may the have been. The pawn shop? Yeah. It's the same side of the road that advanced, not AutoZone. Advanced there on the side of the road. It's literally... Like if you come oh, out of the high school. Oh, you're area. talking about Tim's. Tim was one of my friends. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, I don't he's, know. He he actually owns the building over at Archer Park now. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, he looked it's called Veterans Auto. Then there was a shop on the old road between Prestonburg and like uh the park, State Park, whatever that little stretch of old road is. Uh, that quiet was uh, um, uh, no limit. Uh, okay. Yeah, I got they, you. I remember they went that. out of business for terrible business practices. Gotcha. It happens. Um, I mean, that's three shops alone there in Prestonburg that I can think of, and I didn't live there. Yeah, you know, that one shop you mentioned in Archer Park has had three different owners. Oh, wow. At one point, it was TNT, then it changed over to something else, then something else. No started. kidding. Yeah, it's, it's you know, at one point, that place was making money that you wouldn't even believe. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, it was a different world. The stereo well, world was a different world back well, then. Well, when the recession for everything happened, car everything happened yeah. and then it started coming back and you know, this shit happens like this and it's just going right back to where it's at again can have different. nothing can have nothing nice this is why we can't have nice things <laughs> it's, it's, because of the zombie apocalypse oh toilet paper zombies oh my god <laughs> you ready to wrap this up big guy um do we cover everything we never cover everything because we both have ADD do we cover everything we should have I don't even remember what this episode was I about. I don't either. I know that David came on here. Oh, I don't yeah. remember anything that was cool. said at this point. Now. That was cool. And we talked about the demise of his show. Um, we kind of talked about our next upcoming guest. The next part of the episode, we will have Jeffrey Dillard. 
And then we talked about a lot of randomness, as usual. And that we'd have Dan Harvey eventually. We will have Dan Harvey eventually. Uh, but I don't think he will be next. In nope. fact, uh, I'm thinking that our next special guest after Jeffrey will maybe be lowrider legend Clint Perkins. Oh, that'd be awesome. I Clint's a cool guy. Yeah, Clint's a cool guy, and Clint has some stories that... Oh, I love stories. Oh, I love old stories, oh, too. Love stories. In fact, once we get the show business behind us, we'll kind of start trending a little bit towards that. I want to be able to tell some old stories. I think that'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> and, you know, we always manage to stick three or four in, like me pulling Mike Alexander's truck to uh, the CL's mm. finest show one God, year. God, that would be awful. I can't drive a trailer anyways, but little, I can imagine with the little tiny mirrors. The little tiny it. mirrors on 26s. Uh, and, like, did I mention little tiny mirrors? <laughs> And it was a half ton. It wasn't. A, it wasn't a three quarter or anything like oh, that. Good stopping on that. And I never pulled that trailer before. No trailer brakes. Oh gosh. No trailer brakes. I don't believe it. So it's been. A, it's been a minute or two. It is. On twenty sixes. Yeah. So you felt like every pebble on the road. And I have a buddy. He's gonna put twenty sixes on a start on a static vehicle and ride around on it every day. Horrible idea. Correct. I despise the big wheel and stock look. That was yes. very popular in the late 2000s, Disgusting. early teens. Disgusting. It just, it didn't do it for me. Big wheels are meant for lowered vehicles. Just saying, that's what they're for. <laughs> <laughs> what you're saying. You know, it's, it's, either, it's either slammed or it's bagged. Or hydros. I don't see hydros very much anymore. No, I don't either. I don't, I don't either. That's I, w- a, I wonder why. Well, I'll tell you what, that's a great question to ask Clint Perkins. That is actually, yeah. yeah well, I, think, cool. I think it would be awesome. I think yeah. he could tell us a lot more. I th- gosh. Did you I have a really... hydro truck once? Okay. So we'll wrap up on this. Once upon a time, I had an 84 Toyota. It was 86 Toyotas. White, had the Japanese bed, mm. had the worst set of Mustang rims ever. 17 they bolted on, yes, I remember that. Had to drill out the center caps for the hub up front yeah. because of the dust cap because, you know, it wouldn't fit. Mm-hmm. You didn't buy spacers. It was crank torsions and it was blocks. I didn't buy spacers. I didn't have any money. <laughs> and I had two hydraulic pumps. One was a Showtime pump. One was a CCE pump. They did not match. They were on a battery rack with no batteries. Oh, God. They were bolted to my floor. I took the tailgate off the truck so that everybody would see my juice when I drove around. <laughs> There was a reason they didn't have any batteries, because I never hooked them up. Oh, my God. So I had a non-juiced truck with lots of corduroy interior panels. Purple corduroy? corduroy. Purple corduroy. Couldn't find tweed back then. I bought corduroy from Walmart. Wow. Yeah, huh? You got pictures of that? I do not. I do not. Maybe. Actually, maybe. I'd like to see what the corduroy looked like. I'll, uh, I'll throw that out sometime if I can find it. It was a death trap. It was an absolute death trap, and uh, I think it still was rotting away in a field in London, Kentucky, somewhere. Oh, so you sold it? Yeah. I made Somebody whopping, bought it? I made a whopping four or $500, and that's one of the reasons me and Chris Wilson got so close, because Chris didn't mind driving junk, and whomever bought it was one of his friends from London. He came down and drove it home. Oh, poor Chris. And he always die. gets stuck with that, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's drove a lot of my questionable junk before. <laughs> Shay, let's, let's wrap it up. Let's All right, man. Once again, you have spent the last hour listening to a couple of idiots with microphones talking about trucks. This has been episode four of the Lowest Common Denominator podcast. If you, for some reason, enjoyed what you listened to, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to us on Facebook. And we're available most places you may listen to podcasts. For example, we're on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast Play, Spotify, Anchor, and a few other places. We can't thank you enough for all the shares and all the comments. That is how we get the word out and continue to be your voice of the low life. Say goodbye, Shay. I love cults. He loves cults. <laughs> 
I reckon it looks like you've done wasted half an hour or more listening to the voice of the lowlife. <laughs> You're still in the spirit. Don't fret. Them boys will be back out of their hollers in just a week or two with the next part of this fine episode. Thank you for listening to the Lowest Common Denominator podcast with your host, Lee and Shay. See y'all next time. <laughs>